0: Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Brie. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. My name's Jamie. My name is Brie,
1: and we're two sides of the coin. Brie, welcome home. Thank you, thank you. Uh,
0: I see that you're a married woman now, something like that. Something like that. I see <laughs> those beautiful rings on your finger. Thanks. You have quite the tan. How was the uh, How was the wedding? It was beautiful. Was it? Mm-hmm. And is Joshi Poo happy? He was.
1: And you guys didn't want to come home? No. I still don't want to be home, but, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to be back on the podcast. I know we took a little bit of a break, so. Yeah, we've been gone for, like, two weeks now. Bree's left me alone by myself to my own devices, which is, like, never a good thing. <laughs> It was, a, it was a healthy break. How about that? How about, it was a lot of rabbit hole research that I got into. See? It was um, educational. And then I couldn't text you because I didn't want to bother you on your... Wedding I never even like went on my phone anyway. I know. Well, I figured you wouldn't have it, so I was like, I don't want to bother her, but like I kept like finding things, and I just wanted to keep sending you like horrible internet links of like oh no the garbage rabbit hole I was in, and I was like, no, must resist. It was really nice to just unplug from everything and go
1: somewhere where I literally didn't think about anything except for what I was doing right then, which was drinking, hanging out in the ocean. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the ocean, it was really nice. Swim out there and float, and I never wanted to get out. Well, I'm happy that you are back then. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back. So, uh, what are we jumping into in the episode today? Tonight we're gonna talk about the
0: Baltic Sea anomaly. Doo doo doo! I feel like there should be like some like scary, like dun 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 music right there. Or maybe there should just be like bubbles
1: like for snorkeling or something like
0: Sounds like a bong run Under, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Under the sea bubbles.
0: I had never heard about the Baltic Sea anomaly. I happened to come across it on Instagram and immediately was like, oh my God, why do I not know about this? Why is this like 10 years old and where the fuck has it been all my life? Pretty much is almost 10 years old. Yeah, so when's the first time you heard about it?
1: I feel like a couple years ago, but it was just that picture, the big picture that's everywhere. which The is millennial really in falcon. Right, which is not obviously not a legitimate picture of it but that had been circling around and people were making claims like oh this is like 40,000 year old sunken ship and all this stuff it wasn't until you told me that you were getting into it that I was like okay well I can see what this is really about. Because, you know, people like to take things on the internet and blow it out of proportion and make it all, like, fancy.
0: Well, and I think what's fun when me and Brie do research, too, is I never actually tell her what it is I think about something or, like, what my conclusion is on it, usually until the episode. So she doesn't know if I'm, like, super into it, super not about it, like, how I feel. So I always think that's fun because then she's always a little bit terrified, like... What is she gonna say? Yeah, when I was like, ooh, Baltic Sea Anomaly, I assumed the first thing that went through your head is, oh my God, Jamie thinks it's a fucking UFO. A USO. A USO. Yep. To be technical. Yeah, but since you put it on
1: Instagram and there was a decent response from it, I guess we should at least say what it is in case someone didn't take the time to look at it or watch the documentaries. Well,
0: it seemed like to me a lot of people's questions were, why don't they just go down there and figure out what it is? Why don't we know? So
1: then why don't you just give us a basis of what it is in case someone's listening that has absolutely no clue what you're talking about.
0: All right, well, the Baltic Sea Anomaly is probably one of the most profound mysteries that's ever been discovered in our oceans. And theories range anywhere from like it being a UFO or a USO, technically, to like a submerged lost city of Atlantis, or maybe it's a portal to another world, maybe like it's an underwater Stonehenge. I mean, it's kind of all over the place what people think it could be. And whatever it actually is, we really don't know to this day. We don't have like a definitive answer. So there was this dude named Peter Lindbergh, who is part of a, I guess, company? Yeah. It's a company. It's a diving company. It's a diving company called OceanX. And he originally, what he's like known for is he found like a bunch of champagne that was like hundreds of years old on a boat underwater and like successfully brought it back up and like sold it. And I think when he originally brought it back up the prices of the bottles were like $200 a bottle. Yeah. And I think like now there's something where like $60,000, $70,000 a bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's, you know, a self-proclaimed treasure hunter. Treasure hunter. Exactly. Him and Dennis Asberg. I believe I'm saying his name right but probably not so they were actually out on an expedition and they were on their way back from looking at sea treasure or whatever and they were like hey let's just drop our sonar on the way home i think that there might be a shipwreck in this area we might as well look while we're on our way back home if we find anything we'll come back well sure as shit they found something real fucking crazy
1: yeah, on their sonar image, it came up this really strange object or formation that was immediately alarming to them because of its perfect shape, sort of like a circle. It reminded them a lot of the Millennium Falcon that everyone knows exactly what that looks like from Star Wars. And I think it was just the fact that that really stuck out. If you look at the pictures, there's really not a lot going on other than that object, whatever it is, if it's man-made or natural phenomenon, it was a distinct
0: object. It definitely, if you look at the pictures of the original sonar, it's like nothing, 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 and then a huge circle with a drag mark. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a little bit weird, especially if everything else around it, you don't see any other rock formations. And just to kind of out be in the middle of the nowhere in the ocean is a little strange. And you have to remember they're in the Baltic Sea, which is like, you know, by Sweden. Like it's a very strange area that's kind of mostly surrounded by land in all honesty. Yeah, it is. And it's freezing temperatures. Yeah, and, and crazy deep. Like it it could get real deep out there. So it's not like they're just looking around in like, you know, 200 foot water for something. I mean, it's thousands of feet down. So they find this anomaly on their sonar and they bring it back. And everyone's first initial, what is this is? oh my God, it looks like a UFO. So already immediately out the gate, before even further investigating, everyone's already crying aliens. Of course, the fact that everyone's saying
1: it looks like the Millennium Falcon, it does. So it's like, you see that image everywhere and then it basically looks like that's at the bottom of the ocean floor.
0: Exactly, so they kept the coordinate secret and they actually didn't go back to investigate until a year later. And there was plenty of reasons why, you know, the weather was bad, they didn't have funding, blah fucking blah, whatever. So a a year later, they get the funds back together and they go out and they're like, fuck yes, we're going
1: out there. And I think around that time is when they decided to let the public know. Well, so
0: they let the public know before that. It was like leading up to that. Yeah, it was like leading up to their actual thing and they went out and then they were like, all right, guys, here's the the initial photo. We're going to look. So then it brought up all this big hype about it, which is how they ended up getting their investors is because they had to show somebody that video.
1: Yeah, because I think it was costing them something like, $20,000 a day for them to be out there with their machine. Yeah, it
0: was about $20,000 a day to pay all of the crew, the boats, all the equipment and things like that. And they had actually only raised about $120,000. So they were very, very limited on what they could and couldn't do. The stakes were high. The ship, right off the bat, had like bad omens before they even got out there. So like, (laughs) I'm serious. They go out to go look for this thing. The day that they go to leave, a huge storm happens, so they can't leave that day. So then they try to leave the next morning, can't leave either. And they're literally just losing money sitting here because you can't send everybody home, like you're just fucked. So finally the storm starts to clear, they're good. They go out to the location of where the coordinates are and they get out there and they immediately see like a navy, a Swedish navy boat sitting out there just staring at them, watching them. Right. It doesn't like make any sounds, doesn't do anything, it just sits and watches them for like an hour and then disappears. Right. And they're like, it shouldn't be over here.
1: But at the same time, I think, are you really surprised? To me, I think the second you decided to let the public know that there's something down there, you have to expect that all governments are going to find a way down there, check it out, because they're going to want to find that before you do.
0: Well, yeah. And, you know, he kept saying, like, oh, this location secret. Well, obviously... The Navy knew where the fuck it was at because they were sitting there waiting for you. Exactly. So they go down there and they're try- They're looking around. When you are trying to find coordinates in the ocean, it's really, really hard because things shift and things move. You don't have land or anything. Mm-hmm. So the coordinates aren't always exact. They have an idea of where it's at and they have this huge radius that they have to search and they're kind of zooming back and forth up and down it with their sonar. So as they're looking their first day out there, guess what happens? Bad omen number three.
1: Their fish broke. Their fish. Their fish.
0: No, their fish didn't break.
1: you sure? I thought it was the wire. No. The, which one call it for their fish? That's what they call it. They call it the fish. Oh, the fish? Oh, I didn't know. That's what you meant. Like, like oh, a real sorry. fish? I was no. like, what? No, they call their, their sonar machine, it's a fish. Yeah, so their sonar machine fell off the boat. <laughs> so, my first immediate response when I saw that was, Oh, someone dived down there before and they straight cut that. They were like, Nope.
0: Yeah, navy with <laughs> a little scuba uh-huh, guy with like, like Burp, not today. Some type of deep navy seals already down there. Yeah. Like, and they were just like, Not, not today, that's guys. What I thought. It's possible. So they, they dropped the sonar. They have two options. Either go dive down and try to find it or go back to port and go buy a new one. The problem with going back to port is they're already out in the middle of the fucking ocean. They don't want to waste more time. Time is money. But the problem with going back down and trying to search for it, you don't know if you're going to fucking find it. No. You have no idea where it dropped off at. You have an idea. And even if you have that, you have no idea how far down it's dropped. Oh. But the alien gods shined upon them. Oh, man. And they sent the rover down, immediately found it, and brought it back up like it was nothing. See? It's like, I feel like that was kind of like fake drama. They added that for drama. They are like dun-dun-dun. Totally. Yep. Yeah. That's how they do. Definitely maybe, I don't know if they initially really dropped it. I don't know. Very interesting to me. So they get the sonar back and very shortly after they find the object. They're good mm-hmm. to go. They're like, all right, let's go fucking dive. Should we pull straws? Who's going to go down there? Well, so here's the issue with the diving. So. Two divers have to go at all times. You can't have one, one has to help the other one. And the problem is is with this kind of diving is it's so far down that you have to pressurize and depressurize yourself. Where the object is even at is really far fucking down so it's like an hour and a half i, yeah, think, I think just it was to go down two hours, yeah. yeah then they get down there then they have to get hooked up to the anchor so they don't lose themselves down there and then they literally have 15 minutes to take as many pictures videos grab any samples, samples and then immediately turn around for the two hour trip back to the top. I can't even imagine that. Three hours of work for 15 hours worth of research.
1: And then you're like, well, when's the next time I'm gonna be down here? You only have
0: 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. oh shit. It takes an incredible amount of time. They have a very limited amount of time to work down there and they don't have the greatest tools because remember, they only have a budget of $120,000. This thing is huge, it's like 200 feet, enormous. And to go down there and to only have 15 minutes to try to explore as much as you can and to try to take as many pictures or get samples or whatever it is. Right.
1: They probably didn't even cross the entire object. I think they were just on top of a certain part of it. Yes. because And, well, they actually
0: had no reference of where they actually were on top of it because it's so big. It's, and it's pitch black down there. And it very, very dark down there. So what a lot of people don't know is you think, like, oh, it's water, like the sunlight. No. After about 100 feet, it's Absolutely pitch not. black. And this is not the tropics either. No. And not only that, but the bottom of this, the ocean is... Incredibly muddy and dirt, mm-hmm. and you anywhere you step creates these huge dirt clouds. Like, you can actually look at some of the video footages that they have. They had like GoPros with them underwater, yeah. which shouldn't have worked that far down, but they magically did. And I mean, it's just you can't see shit, it's just dirt. It's just dirt, and they're and just, like light. rubbing on the top of the dirt. And you're yeah. like, I don't know what I you know see because I don't see anything. Now, I did see some of the pictures, the pictures are actually mildly interesting, but we'll get into that later. So, they go down there for the 15 minutes, come back up. Now, they can't just turn around and go do it again you have to decompress for 12 hours. And again, they're on this $20,000 a day budget. I think they ended up going down maybe once or twice. And honestly, they really didn't find too much evidence. They got some rocks. They got some rock samples, which were then taken back to labs and told that they were like lava rocks. Mm -hmm. They got some pictures, a little bit of footage. Barely any of it was released to the public, and if it was, it was only released on the documentary and nowhere else.
1: And you have to think, I mean, even if they did dive successfully twice, Mm -hmm. that would be a maximum of 30 minutes that they had to spend at that object. Mm -hmm. So you can only collect so much data all together with samples, being able to even see the entire thing, pictures. I mean, they really are working with such limited amount of what they could gather. Yeah, absolutely. And it sucks because
0: I don't believe they ever went back. No. So that's the one thing on Instagram that everyone kept saying was, why don't they just go back and go see what it is? Well, but also you have to
1: realize that when they came back, it exploded over the internet that they were a bunch of hoaxers.
0: So here- You're losing your investors right there. Yeah. So there's several layers to why they have it. So number one, apparently they're the only people in the world who know the coordinates, which I kind of believe other than like the Navy at this point. No one knows knows where it is. So no one's going to go down there. And if it, if it is something that's down there, why would you give those coordinates to wait to someone else to go explore. You know what I mean? I think the Navy did. I think at the end of that documentary they're meeting with... Yes. They're meeting with it but it doesn't say anything
1: else outside of that. But you would imagine if they're meeting with the Navy they're going to give them the coordinates Coordinates. because that's the only way that they could eventually help them. The Navy saw
0: them there anyways. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Other than them and the Navy no one knows where it's at. But once the Navy knows everybody knows. I mean I... You would hope, but I don't think you, you can Google it and be like, "Where's it at, guys?" And oh, I know, you. but you
1: imagine that governments know. Oh
0: yeah, I'm sure governments know. Yeah, but not like everyday people. Like, say oh, I had, right? Like we can't be. Say like, Say hey, I had I'm like five rich. million dollars, and I was like, "Fuck that! Well, I'm not gonna give them my five million dollars. I'll do it myself." Exactly. They're not gonna. No one's gonna play for that. So, the number one reason that they don't go back is because they don't have any money to go back down there. It's very expensive. It's very labor intensive. It's not something that you could just like stroll over there and go take a picture of.
1: And you need to have experienced divers.
0: Exactly. The person
1: that did it, Stefan Hagenborg however you say his last name, Mm -hmm. he said he had been on 6,000 dives. No, he's, like, very experienced. And that's hard to come across. I mean everyone that you use is gonna cost money yeah it's gonna it's gonna be money and then not
0: only that but you have to find somebody who's willing to go down there and risk their career in order to exactly figure out whatever it is weird shit that's down there
1: or their life if they really think that this is some type of alien craft or a portal to another world dimension an underwater park
0: i will (laughs) say that that stefan does not think it's a ufo And honestly, I kind of feel like he's the person to judge because he was
1: there himself. I don't know.
0: Well, so he doesn't really think it's a UFO. I actually just recently watched one of his interviews maybe a few years ago, and he says, you know, it doesn't look like it's natural, and so maybe it's man-made. Why wouldn't we go down there and explore it more? He said, I'd love the opportunity to go back and really figure out what it is. Peter Lindbergh, the guy who is the leader of OceanX, same thing, doesn't think that it's Necessarily a UFO, doesn't necessarily think that it's natural. He thinks that it's possibly something man made and he'd love to go back down and figure out what it is. Dennis, same thing. Well, although Dennis is the one who's like on the fringe a little bit. Like, you yeah. know, you know how like we all have that one friend who's like real into conspiracy theories? That's Dennis to Peter. Dennis is like, well, you can't prove it's not a UFO. <laughs> and then so then they were like, well, why would it be a UFO? And his answer was like, Why not?
1: (laughs) Just real vague. Yeah, like super vague. That could also be for the cameras because you want to get people interested in that so that they will pay to dive down. Well,
0: what's funny about that that you say is you think that you'd throw out the whole UFO thing and it would get people interested. It did the exact opposite. opposite, Yeah. Everybody in their camp gets like daily death threats. Right. That was sad. They've threatened like his family basically. mm -hmm, Yep. He said he's had to move. He's had to change cell phone. Like all the things you can imagine. He gets like these horrible messages from people and it's it's so funny because it just reminds me of gaslighting and a lot of people don't think that gaslighting is a real thing but like it's beyond real.
1: It ruins people's career because even if he did want to just completely forget about this, the name Ocean X basically has that little USO mm-hmm. Ocean hover. X. Over. Oh, is that
0: are those, those crazy people who oh, thought that they found a you're UFO? The man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's just gonna linger with him wherever yep. he goes. And yep. so I don't think he'll be taken seriously, unfortunately, instead of people thinking, hey, yeah, we'll keep an open mind. Let's go down there. Let's check it out. Mm, there's another layer to that as well though. What do you mean? I don't believe that no one ever went back. Oh, I don't believe that not for a second. Absolutely no. not. I think it would be really naive to think that if there was a question in our minds that we thought that there could be some type of alien craft at the bottom of the ocean and some people knew where it was, someone out there will fund it. No, absolutely. Someone out there will
0: go down. Do you wanna especially know Especially the, the government? Do you wanna know the first person who would probably raise his hand and be like Algo? <laughs> <laughs> Algo? <laughs> Fucking Robert Bigelow. Oh yeah. I absolutely. guarantee you in a fucking heartbeat if you were like, Hey Robert Bigelow, uh, did you know that we think there's a UFO in the bottom of the ocean? Oh, where I go. No, he would already have that in yeah. his like layer compound where he has all the other parts to all these other craft retrievals. So I She's just like, do oh, I have a team let me just go send him out there real quick in my, my amazing uh submarine that you've never seen that can go eight hundred miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with or you. Or we can't assume that our Navy wouldn't cruise by there.
1: Like they would want to know. They would think, want to take that. Yeah, I would want to hide that.
0: Yeah, no, I, without a doubt, hands down, I don't think that that was the only time they went there. I definitely think that if there was something there, it's already been explored. And if you want my honest opinion, there's a few different avenues we can go down for what I think this really is or what's going on. Number one, it's just a natural land formation. Mm Mm-hmm. So everyone's big thing, all the geologists say, it's because of the glaciers. The glaciers melted, they moved rocks and shit. You can actually tell by the drag mark that's behind the circular object. So a lot of people said it looked like a crashed UFO and then it hit skid. and skid. Well, it's not a skid mark. If you actually look at other rock for, natural rock formations along Sweden's coast that were brought there by the glaciers, they all have that drag mark. Aww, almost identical. Well, then that just kicks that totally out of the picture. Of course it does. But of course... That's too bad. I know. And so you have that, right? So it's just natural. And the reason all the hypes died down is because they went down there. They realized mm, it was nothing. it was just, it was nothing. So instead of coming back up and being like, hey, guys, it's nothing, they were like, let's leave it open-ended. Right. Let's create a mystery and a facade. But it's really just like a pile of bricks. It's just, it's
1: just a pile <laughs> of dirt. Yeah, exactly. So then what else could you see happening? Do you have any question in your mind? Is that your final conclusion? No.
0: That's, I believe, one of the options for what okay. it really is. Kay? Is that your number one option? No, not by any means. no. What's your number two option? So, okay, well, so the next thing is it could really be a UFO. With our catchphrase, anything's anything's possible, possible. you have to at least say, okay, it's a possibility that a UFO crashed crashed into the ocean and is down there now like yeah everyone probably died like yeah probably that sounds about like that makes sense why would it just look like concrete i don't know but it's a possibility that it's actually a ufo they could have went down there saw some shit came back up and were like oh god we don't know what we're getting into (laughs) and then that's when the government stepped in and they were like this is nothing we're we're gonna take this over from here from now you just you live your life like you've never seen anything and continue on, that's a possibility. I mean obviously if there was a UFO down there and it's thousands of feet below the water, it's not like the government really has like the capability of pulling it back up, you know what I mean? Or if they do, somebody's gonna notice. It's not It's not something you could do in like 45 minutes, like let's go swoop that real quick and pick that up. you are
1: under underground tunnels under the sea. That's, uh-
0: a very large possibility. The only
1: thing I think, though, is that if it is a UFO, I don't think it would crash in a sense where it skid on the bottom of the ocean floor. No, that doesn't make sense. Unless there was no water there. Exactly. And so if there was no water there, then you can crash and skid across. But if there was no water there, then someone would have seen that way long before. That would be like in their town mythology. That would
0: basically be like a story that came around. Someone would have caught it eventually. So that's another option. So another option is, as we all know about Pangea right? It was all one continent, right? So there's a possibility that a UFO crash-landed somewhere. And when the continents ripped apart, it was because of how heavy that crash was. Maybe. (laughs) But when the continents (laughs) ripped apart, it ended up being in a valley, and that valley was filled with glacier water, which is the Baltic Sea. Mm. So. I like that. It's a possibility. That's a very. It could have really been a UFO that was once on land millions of years ago and it crashed. And the reason, you know, it's not a folklore is because no one was around when it happened. You know, Mm -hmm. this is dinosaur days we're talking. True. And it crashed and now it's underwater because that's how the planet evolved and it moved itself down there. That's a huge possibility.
1: I think it's definitely a possibility. But then my mind switches back to if that is a possibility, then how can we believe that no one's gone back? and has retrieved it by then, if so. So, okay. Knowing the way that our governments work, especially United States, happens to, like, jump around and rule everybody. Well, so
0: that's, like, the one saving grace is we're in Sweden, and they have way different rules than we have here. But you know United States takes over... But you have to also remember well, like, the area if you look at a map where the baltic sea is the government like our government can't sneakily go up in there and be like hey guys just uh no but i think looking we could around them
1: out of the way and i think that they would be like step aside oh that's a
0: possibility yeah i don't see that as happening here's my reason i don't think it's a ufo mm, that's your final that's my final. i don't think it's a ufo so if this is a factor, sci-fi i would have to sci-fi it you would sci-fi yes what about you sci-fi what do you think it is and i'll
1: tell you what i think it is i honestly think that it's one of those things that just naturally forms itself into something that we see as being man-made i think that's actually really common it's kind of like when you look at the clouds in the sky and you think you see turtles funny rabbits eating balls Mm-hmm. <laughs> money rabbit falls. <laughs> I think, you know, of course, obviously, you would question it and want to check it out. I think, yeah, there's always a little bit of a possibility. But I think overall, I can't say that I believe that's a UFO down there and that it's just that no one has the money to dive down and that if we did have the money, then we would get it. I don't buy that whatsoever.
0: Speaking of that, I will say real quick that I was watching like a, an update on the Baltic Sea Anomaly, and I want to say that this was recorded in like 2016 and uh, they did have uh, Billy Carson on there and Billy Carson literally said that exactly he was like oh you know if I wasn't funding my own project with the Anunnakis right now uh, I'd definitely fund this and go get the UFO (laughs) see but it's like someone would fund that yeah no exactly somebody would so
1: that makes me believe it's not a UFO what I think it is Yeah, maybe he's saying, like, if he had the money, he would definitely go down and grab that shit. Even if it's just rocks, we could find a way. Yeah, so I have to agree with you that I think that it's something probably natural. And, you know, I don't see myself as a person that likes to shut down, No, you know, possibilities, especially with crashes.
0: Yeah, I think that if it's not natural forming, that it's something man-made, but I don't think something man-made in an extraterrestrial sense. Yeah, it could be something that we used to have or someone used to have and maybe it didn't get very far. Exactly. And it's still not getting very far. Exactly. It makes me think that like maybe this was an old temple back in the age of the dinosaurs. that would be really cool. That like, yeah, that's a possibility we're not going to know. And honestly, if you go down there and look at it, it probably doesn't look like a fucking temple. You know what I mean? Right, because they said some
1: crazy shit, right? Like they thought there was like a little... Staircase and a hole, and a at, hole at, the at the top, but it's like I've looked at the pictures. I do not see that shit. What you're looking at is a sonar. It's not photograph. like a it's
0: not like a picture picture. Yeah, it, that's not exactly what it looks like. And you also re- have to remember that it's moving, so you're getting an effect of it Right. moving exactly. And it's not the they didn't use the greatest sonar equipment in the world. It was kind of just like some janky shit that they slapped together. Like all right, like, like
1: I wonder if they did go down now, how different technologies you know has evolved in the past ten years. I wonder what the picture would look like if we had an
0: updated photo. Well, wouldn't that be nice if we can have that? But the problem is that no one wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole because... A, it's just natural, and they don't want to make some money. <laughs> or B, they're terrified because of what the government or the public is gonna do.
1: But the theory of it being like a portal to an ancient city or something—I don't know. I just think
0: that's a little wild. But I I'm think into that's a little out there. I'm into wildlife. Like I like, I like sci-fi, but that it got a little bit too, too sci-fi much. for me on here. Yeah, there Absolutely. was there was definitely. Listen, it's a super interesting subject. I had a really good time researching it, and along the way, honestly, I didn't know what it was until until the end. Until I finally was like. Like, Alright, what do I think it is? I didn't go into it thinking it was a UFO and it didn't go into it thinking that it was a hoax or anything. I just right. was like, all right, let's figure out what the fuck this is. Yeah, I don't think it's a hoax at all. No. It's just
1: I definitely do lean towards the natural formation. And hey, if someone ever goes down there and it is a UFO, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, if we can start like a Kickstarter or something and we can go, go to for, me for sure. Yeah, like I'm down if you guys let us know if you're in. But you know what? If you're in enough to donate money to fucking the Baltic Sea anomaly, you are good enough to donate money to our Patreon. In amount. She she backs it. So, I think think that kind of wraps it up. I think so, too. A nice, short, sweet, is just the fucking ocean, guys. You have to remember, 90% of our planet is unexplored because we can't fucking get to it. And most of that's underwater.
1: That's why there's always a little bit of a possibility because, yeah, the oceans are just so crazy Mm -hmm. and intense. It freaks me out.
0: (gasps) Okay, wait, I figured out what it is.
1: I know what it is. What is it? It's the Loch Ness Monster. <gasps> the home? Where, that's where or it just lives. That's the top of the head. That's where, it Ooh, lives. that's where it lives. Yeah. That's dope. See, I believe that.
0: I yeah. Can, I, can, I can get with that. Are you? I can get with you that. You know what? That brings us into my favorite part of the episode Factor Sci-Fi. Is the Loch Ness Monster Factor Sci-Fi? Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Is the Loch Ness Monster a fact or a sci-fi? I recently just watched a documentary on Loch Ness and about that whole shenanigan shit. So I really want to know from you, do you think that Nessie is like a real creature or do you think it's total bullshit and sci-fi? I think it's absolutely plausible. That's not an answer. You're middle bitching yourself? You haven't. I have said absolutely, and then I said plausible. So you're telling me that you're Do I believe? middle bitching this, which no. we haven't middle bitched in a while. I don't want to. But you—that's what. It's either a yes or a no, or a middle bitch. Urgh. Sounds like you're a middle bitch yes i believe newly wedded middle bitch no
1: i want to believe yeah, i, want to, <laughs> I believe. want to i hate that saying Here's no the thing. i have to believe it how about that okay how about it doesn't how about i don't vibe with the fact that it's not real it's
0: just you're just middle bitching yourself and trying to put a bow <laughs> on it you're trying to put a bow
1: on All your right, shit let's start, middle bitch let's start this over it, it exists. exists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can speak, Nessie. It's <laughs> you think that the Loch Ness Monster exists. Yes.
1: Oh! Is that weird? You just talked yourself out of a middle bitch I into a fact. I absolutely did, but you know what? It's because we had to work it out we together. We have to
0: usually work it out. I'm going to say... Sci-fi. Ooh. Ooh! Really? Yeah, so uh, this documentary I watched, they were talking about, like, how it was originally like a little toy, and they took oh, a picture. Oh, I can feel that. And then if you look the way the waves are, mm-hmm. look, there's no way that lake would make big waves. Like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. It's I not plausible. I can totally see. And you zoom in, and it's just, they're little waves, and it's a little thing, and it's zoomed, and it's cropped a certain way. Okay, how about if we don't believe the picture? Because I don't know if I believe the picture. So that's the first original picture. Then you're talking
1: about just all the knock other the picture pictures. picture out. None Fuck of the pictures? The pictures. Back the pictures. How about just the lore? How about can you believe that there is a giant, monsterish, under the sea dinosaur? No. A swimming dinosaur? No. You don't think it's possible that something lurks deep within
0: the waters? I believe that little green men fly down in spaceships and stick their fingers in my butthole for fun but i don't believe that the loch ness That's monster is outrageous. a possibility i know isn't it isn't there ha- it?
1: see when we start to tie in the ocean again it becomes this I like know. giant question mark that there's a possibility that we don't know about most things that I lurk d- down there i do
0: always say that everything is a possibility but specifically the loch ness monster i don't think is real now could there be something that's like that out there in the ocean? Fuck yeah. But I don't think specifically when people are talking the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland that that's where it's at and oh, that's what it is. okay. So, did I just talk you into a sci-fi? Uh, did, you, did you... I don't know yet. Did I'm you, trying, you... I'm trying to Wait, breathe. Wait, let me recap. Did you, middle bitch, <laughs> talk yourself into a fact and then I talked you
1: into a sci-fi? The problem here is that I'm into there being an under-the-sea dinosaur and... <laughs> Not necessarily that picture. That spotless. But yeah. see, it's hard to rule that out.
0: So you've just middle-bitched yourself again. Again.
1: You guys, I need help. Okay, how about both of us middle-bitch it? Because that's the only option we have. Uh, yeah, how about Tahoe Tessie? I keep saying Tahoe. So over here in California, slash by Nevada, there is a Tahoe Tessie in the in the lake. People say Tahoe Tessie. So it's basically like an, a Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster. monster, but for yeah. Tahoe. I've always thought about that. The lakes are what gets me. I'm it doesn't like, make mm, sense. And the like, oceans, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to say that there is a... Wait, what if it was just a, an exiled member in the family? I mean, they were all in the ocean, and then somehow well, that you know Pangea what? shit
0: came around You know again. what? You know what it was? But, it was because like people found their fucking home over in the Baltic Sea, and they mm-hmm. all had to scatter. And they're like, what do we do now? They found us. Or, or, like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster is an inter- inter- interdimensional being. <laughs> <laughs> it takes to see with it. So, <laughs> so I, think, I think I make jokes all the time. Like, I hate God of the Gaps theory, where when you don't know something, you yes, say that you say Jesus, it's Jesus. Right. But I've realized that our God of the Gap theory is interdimensional like, yeah, beings and it,
1: it, hey that's true it is that is our it is it's our go to totally
0: we're like oh wait yeah it's probably just an of the guys how, yeah. how does that work it's I'm sh- into it I don't know the shimmer in the ocean exactly so we're both gonna have to middle bitch it then we're gonna middle bitch Loch Ness until we come back with something maybe we'll revisit it one day Brie why don't we get into the lighter side of our episode our conscious quote of the day
1: This conscious quote is by Lao Tzu, and I don't think I'm saying that right. Probably not. Probably not, but okay. By following this simple path, you become extraordinary, unfathomable, a being of profound cosmic subtlety. You outlive time and space by realizing the subtle truth of the universe. End quote. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our fucking episode. I want to start this off with a new shout out. Okay. Shout out to Cody Massenter, who's been listening to our episodes. Mm. I really appreciate you listening. It's kind of cool when you find out that people in your groups kind of are into the same things that you are and no one really knew that each other was into it and then because of this podcast I found out and it's pretty cool I've never met you
0: before Cody he'll have to meet you because he's a great time you would love Cody I'm like upset that we haven't met yet you sound like a riot and I can't wait to hang out so come over one Friday night and be on the podcast oh yeah that would be awesome shout out to Barry at Blue Alien Mystic shout out to
1: Veronica shout out to Frank Zen shout out to at Cali Girl shout out to Wokemore Shout out to it can only be Jared.
0: Shout out to Destiny, Destiny from space. Destiny, I know you've been MIA for a little bit. We miss you. We love you, and we're glad you're back. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to the prettiest person I've ever seen, other than Brie, Ashley at Mom Butts. Mom Butts, extra Z's. (laughs) Shout out to our friend Oscar. Um, Why? Why were you in the hospital? Are uh, you okay?
1: Hope you're doing well. I hope you're all right. Shout out to Drew at One Gram. Actually,
0: Drew, I don't know where the fuck you've been nobody knows where you been we haven't seen you in our lives lately we also haven't been around shout out to uh, covert nerd Haley shout out to Mike oh my sweet sweet Mike who I love oh my god Shout out to the one, the fucking only, Brian. Brian Jackson. Jackson. Shout out to two schmucks and a mic. Two schmucks, no fucks. Shout out to Raya, Raya.
1: I who love has
0: you. canceled her Gaia subscription Ooh. and is donating her Gaia subscription to us. I'll believe it when I see it, Raya. Ooh, when she you, called you out when you get on our Patreon and send us those sweet, sweet, sweet $9.99. Crazy. I'll see it when I fucking believe it. What does this
1: mean for us at Contact in the Desert? That's what I want to know. We don't That's even know. my concern is where's the funding gonna come from? I don't I think Gaia still. We booked but you know our tickets for Contact in the Desert, you guys, we forgot to tell you. We booked oh. this almost a month ago. Yeah. We
0: already have our date. For next year.
1: For next year, we have our hotel room. We already
0: have it saved, the same
1: exact room. I mean, I'm hoping that because of this whole sh- mess that everything will still
0: be cherry for next year. I think that jet just means that David, Emery, and Corey aren't going to be there, but everyone else will. Which they like to interchange people in and out, so I don't I don't see any issue with that. But it's going to be different, definitely. Especially because, you know, like, David's been there since the beginning. That's going to be really hard. It's going to be weird. Shout out to UFO Jane. Hey, and Glurp the alien. Gleap. Hi. Gleap. Um, shout out to A.A. A- A- Ron. A.A. A- Ron shout out to, to the love of my life Sky. you I, can go fuck yourself I miss you Sky. actually we do really miss you I wish you would message us more shout out to designs by Perry
1: John mm. I hear you that you're back on Instagram back on Instagram and I feel whole again yep. we need
0: to get you back on the podcast yeah I was just gonna say when are we gonna interview you again we should do that soon shout out to fucking Scotty doodle Scotty. underscore SW from Instagram who he's a rock star he's a rock star so first of all he uh, gives us money on Patreon he started off with five dollars a month, and then he was like, "You know what? I'm not doing my service properly to these women." And then he upped his five dollars to ten dollars a month. Damn, because he's that serious about making it wonderful for us. Is that a middle bitch? That's a he's a,
1: That's officially what I'm about. a middle bitch. So that means we need to start hearing his opinion on our factor sci-fi's. Yes. Cool. Because I want to know, know what that new middle bitch would say about all the middle bitching that we've been doing in this exactly.
0: episode. <laughs> your middle bitch stickers and your, your. I made stickers of your face. I've already shown them to you. We'll be there soon. Although, if my shit in the mail hasn't gotten to you yet, every time I try to send you something, the post office sends it back to me. To the point now where I've actually, this next time I send it, um, I've stuffed all the envelopes in it of the envelopes they've sent back to me. You know what? They're going to be show like, she you. said the same thing with two smacks and, and a mic. mic.
1: Fuck, Jamie. Was I say? Jamie, it
0: didn't go. No. Horrible luck
1: with you sending shit. This
0: time, I kept all the goddamn things that they had like stamped on and sent back to me. I don't know why. I think maybe they thought it was you sending it to me. I don't know because I put our address on the back of it because it was a small envelope and I had to put like hella stamps. So I think that maybe they they kept thinking that I was just sending it to myself, which didn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe we have to deliver it ourselves. I maybe. We I don't could know. We can
1: lasso the I, Loch Ness monster for a trip over. Over there. we could you want to meet us in Scotland I know you're in the UK and then on the way back we'll take that USO ooh
0: to Ye- Loch Ness's den yeah see that sounds great to me new travel plan alright guys we love you so much oh yeah we will be on live tonight if you're listening to this on Friday yeah tune in at 7pm pacific standard time we gon' be there and you know what just before we go you guys fuck you Mountain View California
1: aww our number one listeners love you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Tonight's Factor Sci-Fi is about the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're doing the Nazi bell. No, we're already at Loch Ness. I might as well... Bree. Oh, gosh. Bree. Factor uh, fucking Sci-Fi time. Are you sure? I'm real fucking sure. Are you going to do what I think you're going to do? Yeah.
0: Oh. Is the Loch Ness Monster... Loch Ness